All right. All right. How are you getting on? Are you well? Are you well? Are you well, beloved? Who is it? Who is the masked singer? I just say, well, beloved. Who is singing in that sexy cat costume with leather chaps? <laughs> and a cowboy hat. I just say, well, beloved. Oh, my God. It's, it's comedian Tony Gantwell. I would love to be on the Irish masked singer. Uh, although there'll probably be a bunch of fucking, I don't know, GAA presenters or the fucking, you know, oh, who? Who are you? Who are you again? You know, it's me, Plune. I, Plune, who captivated a nation. <laughs> me taking off my mask like you ran from Magic's Greatest Secrets Revealed. And I'm not having a go with the guy. I don't know if you've seen Magic's Greatest Secrets Revealed, but it was um, it was a show. I think I've even talked about it on the, on the, on the pod before. It was a show... Um, in the 90s, in the late 90s, maybe the early noughts. Anyway, it was a guy in a mask revealing all of Magic's greatest, greatest secrets. Magic's greatest secrets revealed. And the masked uh, magician. And he kind of, he looked stocky. He looked pretty stocky, you know. And he had a long kind of like blazer. He had this cool kind of mask. Oh, in retrospect, not so cool. I remember it, it looking better. But the whole thing was he was revealing how all these magic tricks are done, you know. And uh, and the voiceover was uh, Mitch Pileggi from the X Files, who played uh, Skinner, their uh, their boss, you know. And he's like, "Did you see it? Look again. The elephant is actually a mirror, you know." <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, and and then and then at the end, it was it was going to reveal who the masked magician was, and everyone's like, "Is it Blaine?" Up and coming, um, you know, he was would have been up and coming at the time. He wouldn't have been in the, the 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 whole. He wouldn't have been as famous as he was. Is it David David Copperfield? Has David Copperfield gone mad? And is he now, for the sake of this ABC TV show, jacking in essentially uh, millions in annual revenue by revealing these secrets? But it wasn't David Copperfield at all. It was um, a, a a gorgeous a gorgeous little twinky man um, called Val Valentino. It is I, Val Valentino. Who won your hearts? And it's like, oh, it's kind of like, I don't know what I was expecting, but I, I don't know. I was disappointed, I remember. And I don't think it's because I thought he was gay or anything like that. And then I was, I just thought, I was kind of, I, I mean, what, who else would it be? It's a fucking magician. You know? I, maybe it was. Maybe, maybe it was. Maybe it was a bit of homophobia on my part. Maybe it was me wanting, I don't know, what a fucking stone cold Steve Austin just fucking takes his mask off. I don't know, what, what am I expecting? Do you know what I mean? I also hope you don't think I'm being flippant when I say things like that, that I maybe thought that I, that maybe something, maybe I, I didn't like something because I thought that it was effeminate growing up, you know, I hope you don't think I'm being flippant about that or, or anything, if there, if I do have any um, queer listeners or who, who, you know, I hope you, I hope you don't take offense when I, when I, when I say those sort of things, but I do find that there's, there is this kind of um, leftover, you know, and I hope it's leftover and I hope the generations of today don't worry about <laughs> seeing a masked singer and not, and you know, and liking him for who he is. I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would. But for whatever reason, because he wasn't this big manly, uh, you know, and no, no magicians were. But anyway, but also like I, 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 me and Terry a few weeks ago, and I was trying to think if I could turn this into a sketch, but I don't think it's a sketch. Um, We were, and I, like, I, I don't, I don't worry about being embarrassed. Like I, I'm happy to be embarrassed, like quite, or I, I don't, I'm not happy to be embarrassed, but like I, I know I'm probably not going to be embarrassed. Like, we were playing uh, Uno the other night, me and my friends, and it was BTS Uno, like Korean BTS Uno, and, uh, like, the Korean boy band. And one of the things was, you know, with Uno, you can, like, skip a turn. You can, like, 
you know, reverse. Uh, you can play a wild card where you can change the colour. It's a great, great game. I was playing Uno, actually, with, uh, here's a little name drop for you, The Scratch, um, when uh, we were down in uh, Other Voices a few years ago. Um, and they do, they, they're fucking notorious for the, for the forfeits. One of the lads had to go to fucking mass, like get up early, you know, dressed up in their clobber and sit and go to mass, go to a full mass because he lost in Uno. You know, they're, they're ruthless. Um, so, I, but anyway, we were playing BTS Uno and one of the things was if you put down the BTS kind of wild card, um, you have to, you can change the colour and the person to the left of you has to jump up and kind of dance, dance around, do a dance, you know? And we were just doing it. Like we were just, we were comfort, comfortable enough where our friends just to get up and dance and like dance in front of everyone, you know? And you know, it's, you know, we were like, and it's dancing and you get back down. And I was so proud that everyone was dancing, you know, and that they weren't embarrassed to dance, you know? And I love, I just love, um, I love being around that kind of environment. People don't mind looking silly. But having said that, I was, I was, uh, we and Terry were, we were walking um, to, to Herbert Park and we stopped by a little toasty spot and they had like, um, so we get a to- I get a toasty and we'll eat it in the park. And the names were like kind of fairly, f- they were funky. You know what I mean? Names were like funky, you know? And there was like one of the names was Easy Cheesy Lemon Squeezy was the name of the, <laughs> was the, was the, name of the sandwich. So if you wanted to order the sandwich, you would say, can I have a Easy Cheesy Lemon Squeezy? You'd have to say to another human being or uh, adult, two adults having this conversation. And so, and I'm not, you know, like when I went to go see Crimes of Grindelwald, like I was all like, I did the full, can I have a ticket for <laughs> Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them too? The Crimes of Grindelwald, please, you know? But for whatever reason, I saw this easy cheesy lemon squeezy and I was like, can we have the lemon one, the lemon one, please? I said the lemon one. And Terry's like, why don't you just, why are you saying that? Why don't you say the name? She was laughing at me. Like, why don't you say the name? And I was like, I don't, I'm not saying the name. <laughs> I'm not saying the name for whatever reason. And I think it's the same sort of, you know, deep rooted toxic masculinity that di- didn't let me appreciate the Latino twink Val Valentino, you know, blowing our minds as the masked magician. I just couldn't. I thought, I don't know what happens. What happens then? You know? I say easy cheesy lemon squeezy and I'm not attracted to a women anymore. <laughs> you know what is that what happens? Is that and I'm is that wrong, you know? Maybe I need that awakening. Do you know what I mean? Um but I have to kind of check myself every so often that I, even though even though you know I know where I I know where I lie, I need to make I need to make sure that for whatever reason something that was maybe someone said that they, when I was six when there was like a gay spot in school you know what I mean when it was you sat in the gay spot what is gay no one even knows what gay is but that was just gay and that's somehow bad you know that it's still I need a, even a shekel even a fucking fleck of it because I won't say easy cheesy lemon squeezy name of a fucking sandwich who's fucking lemon in a sandwich as well I don't know what it was maybe some sort of like lemo aioli lemon and. <laughs> Carol Kaoli. Anyway, anyway, look, uh, this pod is a continuation from the Patreon pod, but don't worry, you didn't, you don't need to listen to that. We're talking about more bad sex advice. It was episode sixty-nine uh, on the Patreon there on Friday, and we had so much stuff to talk about from bad sex advice because associate producer of the pod, of the pod Ben Clifford, scoured the web for the dirt, and he's going to honestly have to get his computer wiped and hide it from his wife. Um, 
and he found just so much bad sex advice, we made it two episodes. So here is the continuation. And this one specifically is leaning into some things that men can do to drive women crazy. That's uh, my favourite sort of thing to talk about. But as well as that, this podcast is sponsored by the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. The Dubliner, they are such a cool, cool dudes. They're such a fine brand. They actually are some of the fucking, honestly, they're some of the soundest heads. They are some of the soundest heads, you know. Uh, and they really are, wait you see, there's a couple of things going to be happening soon. They really are looking to try and just foster funny stuff. <laughs> like genuinely and it's uh, it's going to be a very exciting time we're going to be doing some videos in the in the future and literally the uh, the ideas were just like what do you want to do and I'm like I wouldn't mind doing this let's do it and it's very very exciting very exciting so um, I'm grateful for their sponsorship and let me tell you a bit about them they're a fine ass whiskey from the tipple on your tongue it's a fine ass whiskey better pull a seat for your bum and drink some fine ass whiskey they have a lovely distillery um, in the heart of the liberties and they make a tasty whiskey and they're edgy <laughs> and they're edgy and contemporary and new and they got a cool sexy bottle. And I'll tell you why. Because they're not they're not up their own they're not up their own poopers, man. They're not up their own poopers. Not like these, you know, oh my god, oh you know, oh you know the way people to be? They're not like that at all. They're like, we got tasty whiskey. Let's put it out. But you know what? Let's also do some weird shit with it. Why don't we put it in a bourbon uh, cask? Make it have a bit of sweetness. Let's give people that taste of home, that taste of Ireland, but with a sweetness of a bourbon means you can use it in all sorts of cocktails or just drink it neat like I was recently. <laughs> they also have a, an insane honeycomb uh, honeycomb liqueur that tastes like drinking a crunchy bar and it's phenomenal. And I, I tell you, I, I, I tell you, I tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you again. I responsibly over a long period of time absolutely rinsed uh, through it because it was so tasty um, they also like to collaborate they have uh, a, a kind of beer cask range that they're currently they're collaborating with Rascals where they put their tasty ass whiskey in one of the Rascals smoked stout casks and then they've got this kind of smoky tasting whiskey and it's great it's perfect for an old fashioned if you find yourself in some cool cocktail bar they put your fucking glass of drink in a bell jar start smoking it and you're like bro I want to drink and not fumigate it on my days. Just give it back. Well, you can get that kind of taste with this tasty-ass whiskey. And I highly recommend you go to their website, thedld.com, and you check out their fine-ass range of whiskeys. So thank you for being this week's sponsor of the podcast. Anyway, look, let's get into it. we got some bad sex advice, and uh, I don't want to get off. <laughs> this is the Tony Cantwell Shit Show. It's Tony Cantwell Shit Show. stuff. Or should I say ooh, lovely stuff. Always goes down smooth because we're talking about sex. Look, I'm a grown man talking to a bunch of grown adults, I hope, about sex. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm shy now. I'm talking about sex, baby. I'm talking about you and me. I'll tell you, the, for I, what, 
what a lot of people have lost recently is the serenade. I am a big proponent of the serenade, and I think coming out with a song like "Let's Talk About Sex" by Salt and Pepper is the best way. You know, before Peppa Pig, there was Salt and Pepper, and she wasn't talking about fucking Daddy Pig or a fucking Grandpa Pig getting out on a fucking boat. She was talking about sex. You know, you fucking kids, you watch your your Peppa Pig. Well, do you know the only pepper I grew up with was salt and pepper, and they were talking about sex. You don't even know what sex is, you little fucking pea brain losers. Tony, for God's sake, they're just kids. For you're molly coddling them. You're molly coddling them, right? Like when your young fella last week had a little splinter in his finger, and I said to him, Do you know who had the biggest splinter of all? Our Lord Jesus Christ. He had three fucking massive splinters in his hands and his feet. So stop your whining. And listen to Salt and Pepper with your uncle. Don't know what I'm talking about. Um, no, you don't want to. You don't. You don't bring. I'm, I'm not even messing. You don't bring up. You don't bring up sex to kids. <laughs> you don't do that, right? Um, but you have to know a good way of bring. Look, the, the, this is the rule that I follow, right? Yes, let's talk about sex. Yes, let's. We need to talk about Kevin, but we do not need to talk. To Kevin about sex. Don't be mixing up your salt and pepper early 90s R&B where your book's about uh, a horrible child. Do you know? That's where... No, I don't know anyway, I hope you're well. Um, and we're talking about sex. <laughs> uh, this is part two. There was an earlier... I'm, look, I'm fucking sex mad. He's sexy, crazy, he's sexy, mad. He likes to go wow and have sex with all the lads. Um, 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 what is that? What's that football crazy song like? Football crazy. What's that from? Rolf Harris. Fucking hell. International pedophile Rolf, Rolf Harris. There's one thing you can't expect from me, and that's the unexpected. Cause you're an international pedophile. Pedophile. Um, what am I talking about? I'm trying, sorry, I'm trying to focus my thoughts. I, I've had, I'm too warm and I have a coffee. But you'll be glad to know that I'm going to be telling you hot hunks out there how you can be even more. Hey, is there, um, whatever. I don't know. I was going to say fucking barbecue. Are you are you a barbecue or some fucking shit? Tonyism, because you're hot, essentially. Um, and I'm going to teach a man. You can teach a man to fish, and he can feed himself for the day. No, hang on. Give a man a fish. But don't be patronising him when you're teaching him how to fish. You know what I mean? I'd actually rather have the one fish and die than be taught by some fucking klim. You know? Like imagine it's like you know you teach a man to you give a man a fish. He can feed himself for the day. You teach a man to fish. He can feed himself for a lifetime. I'd much rather have the one fish, depending on who the tour is going to be. Imagine he's like, No, you fucking dime bar. You don't throw it out like that. Hello. Do, do, do. Forget it. I'll fucking grow turnips. You know what I mean? I don't need fish. You know, we'd loads of cows. I don't need this fishing lesson if you're going to be a fucking dick about it. Anyway, can we stay on topic, please? Please, for pity's sake. Um... I'm talking about sex, and I'll tell you why. Uh, a couple of months ago, I had a very popular episode on this pod. A lot of people came back and said they found it very funny. Some people even saying that episode 69 of this very pod was a good entry level 
into the absolute lunacy that is me chatting shite for an hour. And um, it was a popular pod. So last week on the Patreon was the 69th episode of a Behind the Paywall uh, podcast where I did a whole thing about the 69ths. I did a whole thing about doing 69s. And there was so much information left over from the resource king that is associate producer of the pod, Ben Clifford, who sent me, who actually went through reams of internet content, reams of it, to find the dirtiest shit there is and the dumbest shit there is, um, and now has to delete his hard drive and go into hiding. But um, he sent on so much that I only even got to touch the, the 69 stuff, and there was so much more still to talk about, including a couple of tips to draw that. How about a couple of tips to make a woman go mad or another man? Um. Oh, baby, when you dance like that, you make a Tony go mad. Uh, right, 30 things men do that women always find sexy. Okay, this is from a woman. 30 things that men do that women always find sexy. This is from Diana Brooke on a on a website called bestlifeonline.com. Number one, steer the wheel with just two fingers. Oh, hmm. Um, when you're in a car with a man and he's doing this, it exudes an air of complete control. Like the man's body is saying, I don't even have to, I don't even have to use my whole hand. I got this. Um... Daily, my wife would be like, you do that in your test, it's an automatic fail. You do that in your test, it'll be a fucking automatic fail. <laughs> she doesn't talk like that. Um, and I make the joke about the automatic fail. She doesn't. Uh, okay, so I got the wheel. I'm picturing two of my index fingers. at the Say it's a clock at the three and the nine, and I'm pushing in hard on the wheel. Um, it's finding it very difficult. My fingertips are going white. It's like I'm crushing two flies on the clock. And I'm like, Terry... I'm crushing these flies. And she's like, you're canting. <laughs> and, then try, and then I try and reverse. And my arms cross. And we crash. <laughs> so that's... But then she'd be like, I survived a car crash with you. I think this is meant to be. Number two, another driving one. Drive with an elbow out an open window. Yes. Window fully down, elbow out, one finger on the side of the wheel, driving down the M50. Her hair's getting fucking battered in the wind. You got it. Sometimes you have to absolutely surprise women. You have to confuse them, you know, get them battered with wind. Uh, no, it says letting the entire arm um, hang out is dangerous and implies a certain sloppy carelessness. But leaning your elbow on an open window and steering the wheel with just one hand, one finger, uh, in my in my case, exudes control and total ease. It's absolutely one of the most sexy things guys can do. One of the most sexy, one of the sexiest uh, things. Um. Okay, Grant, I'll do that the next time. So come on the M50, I'm about to kind of pull in, arm out. This is so fucking sexy that we almost got clattered by that truck. Uh, number three, place a hand on the small of a woman's back, guiding her to her seat. You see, women are dumb and they do not know what a chair is. It is imperative that you, a man, a smart man, show a woman what a chair is, where to find one and how to sit. And the only way to do that is with brute force, unfortunately, in some cases. Um, 
Body language experts say that when a man puts his hand on your upper back, it's a friendly gesture. But the hand on the lower back implies desire. I really, really want you to fucking sit down. You're embarrassing me. In addition to making a subtle, uh, to being a subtle mark of attraction, it's also quite chivalrous. Please fucking sit down. I'm a knight. As you are leading her um, while also letting her go first. Um, it goes without saying that this is a move that can only be done with a woman you're dating, not a colleague at a work, work dinner. Sit fucking down, Sharon. Sit down. Number four. Place a hand just above her knee at the bar. Over her knee, above it, hovering, so that she doesn't actually feel your hand, just the heat. And then you say to her, I'm not allowed to get in trouble because I'm not really touching you. So what do you think about that? Um, again, it cannot be overstated, it says, that this is a great move only when you know the woman is into you. And even then, if for whatever reason she takes your hand off or tenses up, abort immediately. Unless, of course, you do my foolproof method of literally holding the hand off. I'm not allowed, I'm actually not in trouble. Well, I'll have you know, security man, that I'm actually not in trouble because I'm actually not touching her leg. Okay, you, give me your, you, security man, give me your leg and I'll show you what I was doing. I'll show you what I was doing. Don't let your hands off me. Oh, his hands on my lower back, though. Maybe I was meant to fuck him all along. Um, a lot of what makes a man attractive is the ability to read a woman's body language. So make sure she feels at ease. All right, number five. Extending an arm against the back of her chair. This is particularly nice when you're in a restaurant together and for a family function, as it sends a subtle signal to everyone that she's your girl and you're proud of, her, of it. I mean, I'm proud of her. I wouldn't call her an it. She's your girl and you're proud of it. Yeah, it has a name. My girlfriend. <laughs> Are you going to introduce her? Are you going to introduce us to her? Yeah, it has a name. Me ma. Um, so you have the arm around. Okay, this seem, they seem to be very fixated on you only using one hand at all times. One hand to eat your dinner because the other hand's around the back of the chair. One hand driving, one's out the window. It's a bit, it's gonna, there's 30 tips here. I bet number 30 is literally just have one hand. Um, be thing from Adam's family. Um, okay, number six. Wrap an arm around her waist. Lot of fucking... Lot of... Um, it's a really nice protective gesture around her waist. Okay. So have a woman that is the circumference of your arm. That is very important. She has to fit perfectly, completely around um, your hand. If your hand, if your arm can go around twice, all the better. If you are not Mr. Tickle, forget it. Might not happen. Um, it's a really nice protective gesture when you're walking through a dodgy area. Um, but it's also somehow especially exciting when a man does it if he's on a phone call. To remind his girl that he's, because he's talking to someone else. Ah, that is actually quite nice. That is quite nice. Sometimes I just put my hand on Terry's face when I'm on a phone call. Same kind of thing. Um, take a shirt off by pulling it over the head with just a thumb and a forefinger. Jesus, that's... Ah, fucking... Do you know why I take my shirt off? I literally take it off like I'm a, like I'm a, like a dorm room college co-ed. Like I literally do, I have my arms around and I go flip and I ride over the top of the head. And I think that's pretty hot. It is pretty effeminate, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about with a thumb and a forefinger. Finger. And we know what a finger is. Um, there's no logical reason for why this is more attractive than grabbing the shirt by the ends and pulling it off, but it is. I'll take your word for it. All right. Drinking a beer bottle 
with just two fingers again. Okay. Okay. Um, so taking a bottle and putting two index fingers like a little pincer, like you're a tiny little crab man. And if you can do the sound of like, like Krabby from Pokemon, and then you swig it back, um, it's going to be very, very difficult to tilt. It, I reckon it'll kind of like just kind of flap like a hinge when you have it like that, you know. Um, it's going to be very difficult to get the, the back end of the bottle up. But maybe that's part of it, saying maybe part of it is, I'm just a little crab and I want to drink this beer. Will you help me lift this beer? <laughs> I'm a crab man. Will you help me lift this beer? And then she has to help you. Because <laughs> you're a little crab boy. Is that part of it? Drink a bottle with just two fingers. All right, rolling a buttoned-up shirt to the elbows. In a massive Reddit thread on things men do that they don't even realise are attractive, the top spot is is this. For some reason, it's way more of a turn-on than a buttoned-up shirt. Um, it is, to be fair. Obama, when he's having a drink with Anthony Bourdain in Vietnam, whenever he rolled up those and the fucking with the button shirt, yeah, it's a good. It's I like it, and I do it sometimes. I wear, I, I do, I like my forearms. So I like to show them off and my comically large hands. Um, it sort of says, I'm a, I'm a professional man with his life together, but I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty when need be. I like to wear a suit when I clean shit out of my toilet. I find dressing up <laughs> for, for cleaning shit makes me feel like I'm doing something better. Uh, Okay, next one. The soft eyes gaze. So much of what men are told is attractive revolves around being dominant and assertive. And while it can be good, the good uh, good qualities, one of the most upvoted responses on the Reddit thread was a feeling, um, was that feeling a woman has when she's reading or putting on makeup and she looks up and her man is just looking at her with eyes that suddenly resemble tiny pools of water. What? I'll catch my boyfriend looking at me with that softer look and I'll say teasingly you're staring and he'll say gazing and look away. The next minute I look at him and he's looking at me again and every time it makes my heart squeeze. That is very sweet. Pools of water though. What are you doing? I'm fucking crying. What do you think I'm doing? Looking at you. Looking at you. You're an angel coming to earth. Make me life better. I'm a piece of shit. You got your life together and I'm a piece of shit doing nothing. So what else am I going to be doing but crying like you? <laughs> what else am I going to be doing? <laughs> right. Next one. Wear a nice sweater. Okay. My cousin Omar wears very nice sweaters and he's always looking hot. Um, this seems counterintuitive, but a lot of women describe seeing a muscular man in a sweater that is at once fitted and snugly, the same way men describe seeing Emily Ratajkowski in a bathing suit. Oh, really? So a woman sees me in a sweater and says, look at the fucking tits on him. Ah, no, I didn't, you know, you know me. I'm, uh, I'm, an, I'm, I love women. Um, stretch while standing. When a man stretches and his shirt rises so that the V shape of his pelvis is slightly visible, who the fuck is this with the fucking V? You're not speaking to me, bro. Well, until the shirt rises and you see what is fucking under boob of a fucking gut. Is that what you're talking about? Is that going to drive her fucking wild? It's even better than being fully shirtless. Fuck you and your fucking horse. And, uh, offer your coat. The difference between chivalrous and patronizing is all in the tone and body language. Take the fucking coat, you idiot! What, are you freezing because you're a weak bitch? Then take the coat then. You better give a fucking back. <laughs> um, no, look, take the coat. I used to always be doing this. I'd be 13 years old giving girls coats. Fucking freezing, Arctic 
shit. I'd be out there in a the fucking nip, chattering, giving coats to women. And I remember one time I did put my, I put my FUBU denim jacket in a puddle for a woman to step in. And she's like, what are you doing? And then she helped me clean the jacket. Um, <laughs> I did actually do that. I did do that. See, that's the chivalrous stuff, you know. That's, that's the dumb stuff. There's all these weird rules that don't apply anymore, like walking on the kind of... You, you were meant to walk originally on the outside, right? Um, and not to protect women from cars. It was pr- to protect women from shit being thrown out onto the street. And then, God forbid, a woman did a little bit of a jump, but you were meant to also put your jacket or cloak down in a puddle for a woman to step in the puddle. So all you're going to do is ruin your jacket and then get it wet as well. You know, but I did that anyway. I was like, here, look, bit of a big, bit of a big jump there. Here, look, take the jacket. Look, what are you doing, you idiot? What are you doing? And then does anyone have any water? And then we're just like washing the fucking jacket on the side of Griffith Avenue. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, anyway, where, where am I? Um, if you do it in a condescending way, it's not attractive. Yes, we've established that. But if you're nice, here, take the coat. Here, look, take the coat. I don't need the coat. I only wear the coat so people think I'm cool. I actually hate the coat. It looks so much better on you. You can keep the coat. Would you? It's an expensive enough coat. Would you even just give me a tenner for it? No, it's, uh, sorry, I shouldn't. No, sorry. <laughs> Scatterbrain. It's fine. You can keep it for free. Um, fix something is the next tip. On a massive thread of things women do that they don't know is sexy, one said, just being handy. Drives me wild when my boyfriend fixes something or puts something together. Fixed a tire there the other week. Terry was like, I'm very impressed. I'm like, well, look, just don't drive very fast on it. <laughs> just don't drive very fast on it. Um, you know, I kind of, I tightened the bolts as much as I was arsed to, but I definitely could have tightened them a little bit more. You know, I'm just getting a bit, you know, a bit annoying. Run your fingers through your hair. You see, I've got a complex on this because my mom was always like, you're going to make your hair fucking crazy. <laughs> no, she didn't talk like that. Um, she was like, make your hair greasy. Would you stop? Um, so I don't, I have an issue with kind of, you know, touching my hair. So I'm not going to. Doing chores. When they take the initiative to do something like wash a dish you forgot to wash. Oh my God, I do come. <laughs> no, it doesn't finish the sentence with that. Um, do a chore. You should be doing your chores anyway. You should be doing it without making a big song and dance about it. Do you know what I mean? It's taking me ages to figure that out. And I suppose, yeah, it is. You should just be doing it, and it is attractive. Um, listen intently. Remembering personal details I've mentioned in passing conversation, a guy just made a comment to me about how my aunt worked at the zoo, and I lost it. It feels good when you're listened to, even if it's something mundane, like the details of your life. Ah, don't be so fucking hard on yourself. <laughs> your, your life might not be that mundane. Funny you say that, because I brought up to my mate Joanna, she I, she used to hate posh crisps, like Sensations. And this is back when Sensations, um, Thai sweet chili were the only posh crisps going around. And I remembered, and then she said she had like an O'Donnell's or something. And um, I said, oh, have you gone back on the whole posh crisp thing? Because you used to hate Sensations. And she couldn't, she couldn't believe that I remembered from years back that she'd said that once. Um, because I loved Sensations. I used to, my mom would give me a big back, big bumper pack of fucking sensations and a Thai sweet chili dip and I'd get tucked tuck into that that was my Friday night it wasn't sad at all I was very happy playing probably Playstation 2 or maybe Gears of War in the 360 I don't remember what time that was do something romantic a lot of men think being romantic means taking a woman out for a really expensive dinner or taking her on a boat ride through a lake filled with swans filled with swans too many fuck do 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 oh 
I didn't know there'd be so many swans. <laughs> Better turn on the engine and get out of here. <laughs> um, oftentimes, the most romantic gestures stem from simply being thoughtful. Making her a cup of coffee every morning. That's a lot to do. I'm already doing a lot in the morning. I can maybe habit stack it onto something else I'm doing. Hack it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, or doing the dishes one night when you know she's going to be tired and come home late. A lot of doing the dishes. Do you ever get a fucking dishwasher, bro? Emptying the dish, filling the dishwasher is a fucking piece of pe- piece of peace. It is the yellow bit of piss. Um, taking it out is doing both and making your making it very clear that you did it. You've been doing it as loud as possible. Just let you know I'm doing the dishes. That's how you do it. That's how you reignite your romance. Um, being good with kids. Seeing a man interact well with children sends a subconscious evolutionary signal to a woman that he'd be a great dad. Watching a guy get down on one knee and patiently explain and, and get down on one knee and propose to a child is too far. You don't want them to marry the child. You just want them to potentially explain something complicated to a child. Um, yeah, no, sorry. And explain something complicated to a child sends shivers through a woman. Zonk! Zonk! Do you know about quantum mechanics? Let me tell you, Billy. Zonk! Woman's shivering on the floor. Um, offer your seat up on a train. Look, I do this all the time. If, um, you know, if I see anyone, I, I, I don't discriminate. I, I'd be going to Young Flitz saying, look, do you want to see? And they'd be like, what do you think? What does he think I am? What? And you're like, do you see it go through their head? Does he think I'm a pregnant woman? Does he think that I'm an old man? What the fuck? Just sit down. Look, sit down. Sit down next to my bird. I'm a cook. I think you and my bird would get really, would get on well together. I'm a cook. I'm a beta male. I want you to sit next to my bird and I want to see if you hit it off. And if so, this train goes pretty pretty close to our gaff if you want to come home. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, I do that sometimes. I'm always, I'm always, I'm in off of my seat, you know. Um, hold a puppy. Doesn't say with how many fingers, but I'm assuming to. Pincer. Like a, like a pincer grip in the puppy's ribs. It's the best place to hold a puppy if you're only holding it with two fingers. And hold it up. This apparently stimulates all sorts of brain chemistry in a woman, particularly oxytocin, which is the love hormone, which is actually a very important hormone for when you're having a baby. Um, that actually actually helps you push the fucking baby out. It's insane. Um, so this has a scient- This is the scientific reason that uh, puppies have this effect on people. Um, I'm holding this puppy. Well, I haven't bought it though. But you can put the puppy down. I no, not until you love me. I'm not putting the puppy down. This is just like the notebook. This puppy, I'm not putting, not letting this puppy go until you go on a date with me. You know, until you until you love me. Um, read a book. There's nothing hotter than when my wife is trying to throw the leg over me and I got a big fucking uh, Jeffrey Archer in my face. Uh, no, if there's one thing we learned from hot dudes uh, reading the Instagram account, nothing sexier than a man lost in a book. I kind of read a Kindle sometimes and I get kind of bored of it quite quick, you know. I'm thinking about maybe getting a you know a cheap tablet so I can read comics. I have Marvel U. You know? Terry, look what Thor just did. Um, all right, next one. Cooking. I love watching my boyfriend cook, says one woman on a Reddit thread, and also is some, something my wife would never say. Because I think I put like a bit of nut butter on like a corn cake for my son, and I I still think I used about seven dishes. <laughs> there was fucking it was as if I cooked paella for like twenty people, and literally it was just like it was everywhere. All the things I might need, might not need. There was frozen blueberries out on the fucking counter that I thought I might put in, but I didn't. You know, and then they were thawing. You know, oh god. It was an absolute nightmare for her. Um, so, 
yeah, no, I, I find it attractive when she cooks. Um, see, it doesn't work the same when she sees me kind of scouring into a laptop trying to find a link from Air of Easttown. Do you know what I mean? That is my equivalent in terms of the kind of the, the swap. You know, I put the wash on as well sometimes. Um, and that's the kind of balance. But I don't think she has the same kind of buzz watching me literally scour up a blue light screen trying to find a link being oh, fucking pop-ups oh, fucking pop-ups it's not the same as like chopping an onion really well um, alright got a couple more we've been talking here for a while okay be passionate about anything <laughs> be passionate about anything when my significant other talks excitedly about anything he cares about even if it isn't really one of my interests it's insanely attractive one woman said um, I f- that used to be the <laughs> That used to be the case, I think. Um, no, it's not the case. I mean, yeah, when when there's definitely some overlap. If I talk about anything that's weird, conspiracy theory, Terry loves all that. She loves to hear any new kind of weird theory, even though she easily knows way more about it than me in this stage. Um, you know, sometimes I kind of talk at her about kind of gaming news, like when, you know, Microsoft bought uh, Bethesda, you know, um, like when, when Fox were potentially going to be introducing, you know, the Fox characters into Disney and the MCU, you know. Um, I don't know if she found it attractive, but she was tolerant. <laughs> um, all right, next. Um, be uh, Focus on a task. I love when a guy has his f- has on his... F- I, lo- I love the look a guy has on his face when he's trying to figure something out, said one woman. Um it's a sign that a man doesn't have an attention span of a three-year-old, which is hot. Three-year-olds are not hot. So any kind of reminder that my my man's not a baby is pretty fucking hot. Uh, okay, look, we've got so much more. Ben, I think we might have to come back to this because we've got even more sex tips we didn't even get onto on this on this podcast. That's some simple tips. Hold a puppy with two fingers um, and drink and drive with your hand out the window. Uh, right, so there you are. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much as well to the sponsor of this week's podcast, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. Check out the DLD.com for all the tipples there. And you can order on the website as well and go to at Dubliner Whiskey on their social. And hopefully you should be seeing um, a couple of things you want to be doing in a couple of weeks' time. Shh, shh, shh. Um, I would also like to thank the MVP of the last two episodes of this pod of the Patreon of this one um, associate producer of the pod Ben Clifford who's had uh, sent a phenomenal list of some very funny bad sex and relationship tips we got plenty more might give it a bit of a break we'll come back to it um, but thank you very much for listening I hope you have a great rest of the week and I'll see you here on Friday bye bye it's only girl, we'll show.